Remember that show, Ni Hao Kaiwan? Yeah. Uh, uh, do you have commentary on that? No. Or, are you just, just asking? Oh, you're just asking just if I remember. Thinking about it. Okay. Just having some thoughts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. And oh, <laughs> I have a new I... co-host this week, <laughs> Andrea. <laughs> This is all my fault because I said like two weeks ago, wow, I'm getting real good at saying that opening. <laughs> and then fate's just like bet. Big bet. Big bet. Um, oh, Kelly, we took last week off. How do you feel? How are you feeling I, this week? I feel good. I feel rejuvenated. I feel refreshed. Is your is your gamer juices, have they been, you know, replenished? They sure have. Okay, because if you have low gamer juices, you can't produce good gamer content. It's true. I'm always saying that. Mm-hmm. We should we should really like do some PSAs. Yeah. I'm so I many people. This, I think this counts as a PSA. Oh yeah, but like think about this: like how many people are dehydrated and don't know it? Probably a similar number to people who have low gamer juices and don't know it. Some of us are dehydrated and have low gamer juices. That sounds like dangerous to your life. Like you could, that's just scary. I don't want to think about that. It is a little scary. I won't lie. Yeah. Um, do you want to know something else that's scary? What? Crunch. Crunch. <laughs> it feels really wrong to say crunch funny when it's such a horrible thing. Yeah. So video game crunch, development crunch, is a huge problem. It's something we've talked a little bit about on this show, something that pops up every year, basically. Some new studio, it's it's discovered that they actually treat their employees very poorly, and Naughty Dog is definitely one of the top offenders. Last of Us 2 had some serious problems with development, and when asked about the problem, Neil Druckmann stated that there is, quote, no one solution, unquote, for the crunch problem. Uh, this is, in my opinion, a very lazy answer that very much avoids addressing the problem because it's like, well, some people like to work on Sundays, so what are we going to do? Tell them no? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where it's like um, other industries don't necessarily have this problem. So maybe it would be in a developer's best interest to determine why there's such this ter this terrible culture surrounding their, their development cycle. Um, I think there is no one solution. I think there's a billion little solutions, and I think that nobody ever does them. So that's why there's no one solution is that there's actually a lot of solutions, yeah. one of them being give your employees uh, time off. <laughs> that's a pretty easy one actually yeah i mean that's what management is supposed to be for to make sure to to watch the employees and make sure everybody's being treated right and treating themselves healthily you know if they can't do that yeah like if you are if you see your employees as people this is actually not that big of a conundrum no i would say one of the lessest conundrums would you say that it <laughs> seemed like it was kind of difficult to get out Lessest. Uh, apparently, my week off was not rejuvenating, and I have, I think, dangerously low gamer juice levels today. <laughs> so here, let's just let's just we're uh, uh, intermission, so I can hang on. Oh wow! 
It's like ASMR. For gamer juices. Yeah, gonna... ASMR, but really gross. <laughs> ASMR, <laughs> but the worst thing that you've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what's not the worst thing you've ever heard? I really hope you tell me. Is that the Pokemon Go Task Force <laughs> seems to have a real purpose now. Uh-huh. Do they, they are intend, the day of tasks? They intend to listen to fan feedback to contribute to the growth of the game in the future. <laughs> you know what's wow. funny about this is it's like, what were you guys doing before? <laughs> it's been a month. You're just like not listening to feedback. <laughs> I think that's actually a pretty big part of like um, mobile games is like feedback and reviews and improving upon them and... Someone at Pokemon, someone at Niantic didn't get the message, I guess. No, they don't get messages. They're off the grid. That's crazy because they <laughs> developed a entire game for your phone, and they did that all off the grid. That's pretty admirable. Uh-huh. They're pretty epic. <sighs> I didn't, I said that it like as ironic, as an irony, if you will. I just haven't heard the word epic used in a context like that in a very long time. The only time I've heard Epic is when we're talking about the company Epic Games, which we have a story about later, and I really should have saved this. I should have said something else was Epic, much closer to when we're going to talk about that story. I know, you busted out the Epic too early. Dang, it's it's a real marvel what I do wrong. Oof. Okay. It's a real marvel what I do wrong. Is it a marvel? Yeah. It's a Marvel. Okay. Anyway, Marvel's Midnight Suns got a gameplay reveal. This is a game that was revealed during the Gamescom opening night live with Jeff Keighley. Um, it was just a cinematic trailer at the time. And then this week, this past week, they released the first gameplay trailer. This is a tactical RPG, which made it inherently more interesting to me because I think oversaturated as a generous word for up-and-coming Marvel games. I think it looks okay. It's graphically not the most impressive, which for a tactical RPG is okay. But also, like, aesthetically, I think it's kind of unimpressive. Like, there's, a, like, a weird card system for selecting attacks that I think looks kind of, like, ugly. And... A Marvel game I feel like should look very comic book-esque. And this kind of just looks like inexpensive XCOM. But with <laughs> but with Wolverine. And XCOM but superheroes. Yeah. And with a lower budget it seems. It's ironic. Yeah. It's, it's made by the creators of XCOM. So they probably stole a bunch of assets from their own game for this. But like. I don't like how it I think XCOM has a much more defined visual style that makes it inherently nicer to look at. This is a lot more gray. The The heroes are colorful enough, but a lot of these maps that they showed in this trailer are kind of like brownish, grayish, very PlayStation 3, if you will. Mm. So I, I'm not the most excited. We'll find out in March more about this game when it releases. I'm sure Marvel fans are excited. I'm a little sick of Marvel logos in my video game shows. We'll, again, get back to that later, but it's hard to be excited when every other video game that's announced is Marvel. 
Yeah, I, this probably won't be like a day one purchase for me. It probably won't even be a purchase at all, to be honest. <laughs> I, I don't really, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe if it gets like really, really good reviews, which I'm kind of doubtful, but um, yeah, I don't know. I I agree. It looks a little bit drab. Drab. Doesn't really, gra- doesn't really grab you very well. Drab is a great um, word for what we looked at. Thank you. I went to journalism school. <gasps> I kind and- of did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm in agreement with you there. Not really like chomping at the bit to get this game out and purchase it and have it in my hands Mm -mm. because I'm not really that excited about Marvel properties, um, except for maybe one, but we'll talk about that later. (laughs) It's really, the organization of this show is funny because there's so much (laughs) to come, but like it makes much more sense to save it as we will discuss later. Yes, we will discuss it later. I was about to ask a question, but Uh I realized most of my transitions are questions. That's okay. Say it as a Uh, definitive thing. Yell it at me. Right. Toshiba said, you know what? What? These chips, we're not getting them anytime soon. So you guys want new consoles? It's not happening. Nah. See you in 2022, maybe. (laughs) So that's unfortunate. Um. But I, I think we kind of talked about this. It's not really that surprising. It's disappointing. Like there's been but... a chip shortage for like a year and a half now. So I just don't get like I was. Listen, listen. I don't want to be dramatic. I really don't. This is not an extreme show. I'm not going to say any extreme opinions. But I was at Giant Eagle the other day, and like <laughs> the the lane was just full of Lay's and Fritos and Tostitos, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what is Doritos? going on? Dorito, like seriously, guys. Like, if I can find them at Giant Eagle, I think Sony can find them for their PlayStation Fives. Okay, exactly. I don't get it. I'm done. I'm tired of these companies with their excuse. Oh, COVID. I was at Giant Eagle, and they had chips everywhere. Pita chips. I want my Cool Ranch PlayStation. Pretzel chips. Bagel chips. Oh, bagel chips are so good. Sony's all like, oh, we got to put SSDs. Put a bagel chip in there, you cowards. They won't do it. Cowards. Absolute scum. <sighs> Villainy. I hate PlayStation. Wow. Do you know what else they did this week? What else did they do? They changed their mind. <laughs> <laughs> That did happen. They said, hey, guys, remember Horizon Forbidden West, the upcoming Horizon game for PlayStation 4 and 5? And how we said it was going to be a free upgrade from PlayStation 4 to 5, we lied. It's $10. Which um, people were like, whoa, yo, hey, hey, oh, you said it was free. You said that. And then PlayStation said, oh, um, yeah, we did say that. Sorry. Never mind. And then they changed their... (laughs) It was literally like a pretend you didn't hear that. (laughs) (laughs) And they changed it back. Which, it's funny, because I'm... Unless they changed this after this. It still costs $70 to buy the PS5 version. So, don't buy the PS5 version. Go buy the PS4 version, stick it in your console, and then get a free upgrade. It's just... And then they also stated that all future cross-gen titles, so... What is that? Gran Turismo and God of War... Those games will have a $10 upgrade fee. 
So they said it way in advance so that nobody could be mad next time. I, I mean, I'll still be mad, but. Yeah. They, those scumbags would never <laughs> miss an opportunity to make more money. We're being so mean today. I don't care. I'm mad. I'm mad. I, we took that week off, and you know what? It only made me angrier. <laughs> I'm like the Hulk from Marvel. No, that was two stories ago. All right. Well, I'm just trying to keep up some continuity, okay? Okay. Oh, hey, I'll cut this part out. I'm sorry. It's all right, but if you do it again, I'm leaving the show. Oh, God. Talking games with and Andrew. Sounds really boring. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't make it Andrew. I would make it and Andrew still. And Andrew. A-N-D-A-N-D-R-E-W. Very nice. Very nice. So, uh-huh. moving on from, from PlayStation and Sony, Nintendo has rumored to be adding the Game Boy and Game Boy Color to its Switch Online Classics lineup. Woo! This is very exciting. I hope so. I would, if they have a good lineup with this, I want to play some Game Boy games. They're so Ugh. dumb looking. I love it. I would love to play like old like old Game Boy games. <laughs> like I want to play red and blue and yellow. Pokemon. Yes. Like the black and white. Well, yellow had did it yellow? Color? I think yellow you could use. I think if you put it in the Game Boy Color it had like color enhancements like some games yeah. did. Because Pikachu was yellow in that game. If you and had it was like color, yeah. Yeah, and it was like surfing Pikachu, Pikachu with the balloons. Yeah. It's if all you, coming back to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you get to look at it. I doubt you will, because I don't think they ever put Pokemon games on this kind of stuff. But Nah. That would actually be incredible, though. That would be crazy. Let's make it happen, Nintendo. I feel like they, we're really jumping the shark on this one. <laughs> I know. They, I, they really would never, because then they'd be like, well, we need to make our remakes. So. Our third remakes of Red and Blue. Fourth. No, you, Wait, like fourth. You have to play Leaf Green or or uh Let's Pokemon Go. Go. Oh yeah, Let's Go EV. <laughs> Pokemon Go. <laughs> you could play Pikachu. Pokemon Go. The task force is doing a lot, so They are. That's true. I hope this comes true. I would like I always want more games on that service cuz they don't do the best job at updating it. So it'd be cool if they got some Game Boy games in there. I mean, yeah. I'd prefer N64, but hey. I don't think yeah. I'm going to get that. I know. In a perfect world, we would get like N64 and we could play, We could all play Earthbound on it. That's um, d- that's really perfect. <laughs> and, and Mother 3 will get localized. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And Dragon Age is coming out tomorrow. Yeah. That's just my little fantasy world that I live in. You know, I just get really mad at Nintendo. So mad that I think I'm going to... I really might just twist some metal. With my Oof. my sheer angry strength. Okay. Um, which is really good because uh, apparently, this is crazy to me. I didn't read this story, and this is an unplanned transition. There is a new Twisted Metal game in development. This is just a report, so it's not guaranteed. But the interesting thing is that this also comes with a report that there is a TV show being made to coincide with the release of this new game. Did you see the news today? That Anthony Mackie is going to be a part of it. Oh my gosh, I didn't see that. Captain That's legitimate. It's legitimate breaking news. Captain Falcon, you said. Wait, he's Captain America now. Oh, spoilers! Uh, oh my god, it's fine. 
Pretend I didn't say that, okay? Listen, there's... I'm talking about Sam Wilson. I'm talking about Falcon. I, I... Captain Falcon, not Falcon Punch, okay? We're not in 2009 YouTube anymore, okay? I played Smash two days ago. I'm saying that Captain Falcon was like a meme. Oh, because the, he was because he was the Falcon or something, and also Falcon was friends with Captain America. No, the character's name in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very quick like Marvel tangent. Okay, the character's name is not Captain Falcon. His name is Falcon. Yeah, but and he's... he became Captain America at the end of Endgame. Okay, spoiler okay. alert for a movie that came out like four years ago. If people weren't gonna watch it, they've already seen it. If they're gonna watch it. So he's Captain America now, but he used to be Falcon. So I accidentally called him Captain Falcon. Captain Falcon is a character <laughs> in Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, that part we don't need to explain. This is a video game show. People should know and, that. And he used to be like a big meme because he would say Falcon Punch and he'd say it really loud and people would always like make memes about it in like 2009, 2010. <sighs> so. Uh-huh. That's all there is. That's all I have to say. Yeah, that's the breaking news. Anthony Mackie is going to be a part of this Twisted Metal show. Okay. Well, I hope I he he's plays. He's a co-creator. Oh, not in it? No, he's in it. Oh, I hope he I, plays I, Sweet Tooth. I hope he plays Beeple Bop. Whom? Beeple Bop. Beepo Bop? I don't think you know your Twisted Metal lore. No, apparently I don't know who Beepo Bop is. <laughs> I'm looking up Beepo Bop. What, how do I even spell <laughs> Beepo Bop? I just made that up. <laughs> Listen, Kelly, I've There's only no played one of them. Character. I didn't. Hey, I've only played one Twisted Metal. I didn't know. I, I also am still Googling Bebo Bop even after you told me. Bebo Bop. Uh, there's a big pig. There's a there's a big scary pig. And then Spike from Cowboy Bebop is what I got okay. when I tried to Google that. Anyway, okay. Twisted Metal game reportedly in development as well as a TV show. Expect more from us in the near future when this is confirmed, slash, if this is confirmed. Yes. Oh, so, that was a big sigh. You guys, we do have some Mass Effect news this week. <sighs> I'm so sorry, Kelly. That was such an intense sigh. So, um, reportedly, it's going to be made on the Unreal Engine 5, not Frostbite as all previous Bioware games for the past eight years have been made. Um, which also means that Mass Effect 5 hasn't even, like, touched development yet. Like, they're not even there yet. They're not even close to being there yet. Or they are, and they're starting over, which isn't better. <laughs> no, if you read the report, it's it's like it says that they're still in, like, a pre-design phase. Okay. They're going to start development in 2023. Start development in yes. 2023? Yes. Didn't we read some news about some pre-production <laughs> like five months ago or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 2023? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why did they announce this? Game. Because they wanted to build off the hype of the remaster. 
Okay, okay, here's, okay, okay, okay. I'm not mad at you. I'm, I'm mad here's, at that. Here's, here's the situation. They're looking for a technical director right now. There's job posting. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, you're going to apply? If they're looking for a technical director right now in 2021, it means that they haven't even started development yet. Yeah, but you said 2023, and it's 2021. What are they doing next year? Just chilling, drawing little four. aliens. Dragon Age Four. Yeah, yeah but we don't know anything about that either. I know they're not doing it next year. It'll be 2023, but we'll see. <laughs> I think I could uh, apply for this job. Do it. No, I don't have a bachelor's degree in computer science. No, I don't have five plus years of professional multi-platform C plus plus experience in an understanding of software design principles, but. I have a great spirit and I like to have fun and <laughs> I really love Garrus Vicarian so there uh huh so there let's have a rally let's or let's not have a rally let's rally for Kelly to, you know what no let's have a rally let's go to Canada and have a rally outside of Bioware <laughs> and be like hi or Kelly hi or Kelly Right. And they'll be like, Kelly of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew fame? Right. Yes. That Kelly. So they're saying we probably won't see it until at the very least 2025. That's so, a dumb number. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I'll be, okay, so it's 2021, right? I'm 25 years old. In four years, I'll be 29 years old. You mean? 29,000 years old. Okay. So I will be very, very old. I'll be like the crypt keeper by then. <laughs> but you know what? Okay. What? Here's the one thing I will say that is like the silver lining in all of this is that it's so good that they're not going to be making it on the Frostbite engine. Oh, yeah. Because that is not an engine that works for any other game except for like Battlefield, which is the, the engine that it was originally designed for. I mean, the game that it was originally designed for. Yeah. So. Anyway. It's good. It's good theoretical news. It just really is concerning that they announced this game, what, over a year? Has it been two years? Was it games, the Game Awards of 2019? Or was no, it 2020? It was December, during the Game Awards, you're right. But still, like that means that they announced it in December of 2020. And let's just theoretically say that best case scenario we're seeing it December of 2025 that's five years we didn't need to know I know but that that's just how Bioware is doing it these days because they released a teaser for Dragon Age 4 in 2018 and it's 2021 and the game's not coming out till 2023 I'm not yeah that's bad though I know it's not great I'm like if you don't even have a release date then like don't even show me I guess it builds hype and sometimes hype is all we have yeah. Us Bioware fans, so, but, well, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll um, talk about it later in the show. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things announced at Game Awards and then left to die, um, this is a far better scenario because I'm gonna pretend it is. Um, Platinum Games gave a very, very exciting update on Bayonetta three. This is a game. That was announced at the Game Awards December of 2017, about to be four years ago. Uh, And then we've heard nothing uh, at all, not anything whatsoever in almost four years. 
Uh, but don't worry. Don't worry, guys. There has been an update. Platinum Games studio head Atsushi Inaba says, There's no need to worry. Don't worry about it all this time. Everything's okay. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I feel great now. I'm not worried. I feel great. I feel awesome. I do have something to say. Uh, tell me. I saw a leak yesterday. Uh-huh. That was it was like a Nvidia it was like a Nvidia leak. So anything that's being made for something with Nvidia. Including and Bayonetta Switch. 3 was on there. Right. I hope that means it's in the near future. That's all I have to say. I just thought I'd add to the story. Yeah. And there's also I won't get super deep into this because it's Twitter, but also the voice actress for Bayonetta was saying some like mysterious things on Twitter about potentially not being in Bayonetta 3. But I'm going to be completely honest here. I don't think she knows exactly what's up because she's a a theater actress who just like happened to get this role and like like she's super committed to it. She's us an amazing job but like i don't think she's in tune with the industry so one of two things happens one she just like she's messing with fans two uh this game is much further away than we know and they haven't done any recording or item three of two um she isn't in the game and i have no idea what's happening with life Maybe they just have a different voice actress now. They can't. You can't do that. They can't. You can't do that. You can't. I, I'm saying you cannot Dude, do that. I could do Bayonetta's voice. Yeah, but only you. But they didn't call you, did they? <laughs> they. Well, uh, I signed a uh, non-disclosure agreement. For what? I cannot disclose at this time. I think you just did by saying <laughs> the Bayonetta team made you sign a non-disclosure agreement. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. I didn't sign anything. Oh, I don't think they can legally come after you if you didn't actually <laughs> sign anything. I don't think you have to cover your butt on this one, Kelly. I'm always covering my butt. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you, what? What? Because I'm wearing pants. Get it? I'm covering my butt. You know who else wears pants? Crash Bandicoot. It was so painful to hold in that laugh for that long. <laughs> Um, so apparently there is going to be new Crash Bandicoot information coming soon. Like, okay, what? Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> that doesn't mean anything to me. There was a Crash Bandicoot game like two years ago. You think I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die. If, I'm going to die if I can't play a new Crash Bandicoot game. Was that last? When was no, that? was October of 2020, it was, right? It was not that long ago. Because I remember seeing somebody play it. I'm just saying I don't really care. We don't. We don't have to care about this stuff. Okay. We don't need to hear about this stuff. This is. If you don't have anything substantial to show, then just be quiet. Okay. Just shut your mouth. The irony of telling this story after the last two stories. <laughs> I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's it's a whole lot of like nothing burgers. And you know what else? I don't tell me. Crash Bandicoot is is Activision, right? Yeah. Like, are you guys, like, trying to just, like, maybe we'll just uh, distract a little bit, you know? Maybe we'll just... Uh, uh, yeah. Maybe we'll just uh, give you some 
unimportant information so that you're not thinking about anything else that's going on with our company right now. It's like the Overwatch 2 thing. It's like they're like, Overwatch 2, we're working on it. And it's like, who cares? You've been working on it for like six years now. Yeah, so, it's not coming soon. I Right. I love, I think Crash Bandicoot's probably the closest I am to loving a franchise that Activision has. I still won't get it, though. I'm not going to support Activision. I think they're just, we've talked about it. I'm just, I'm just so not okay with how they treat their workers and they've not made any amends. So until they do, their games are not on the table for me to purchase or play. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but that's just what happens when you don't have any morals or ethics or any sympathy whatsoever. Yeah. Do you know another heartless company <laughs> that I... I that's, that's a pretty good segue. It was. Uh, a couple a couple other heartless companies that exist. Apple and Epic. Epic. I really should have saved that epic thing <laughs> earlier. But also, if we just talked about how much Activision sucks, and I don't think I could have said, wow, that's epic. That's true. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we've talked quite a bit on this show about the Apple versus Epic lawsuit. This was in relation to the fact that Apple pulled Fortnite from its store because Fortnite added the option to buy V-Bucks outside of the Apple store, which Apple says is not allowed. And Epic says, that's bullcrap. We're going to sue you about it. So, great news. They both lost. This is this case was always frustrating because I agree with what Epic was coming after Apple with, but Epic is not some wonderful pro-consumer company. They're doing the same thing just for themselves instead of for Apple. So... Apple has been demanded by the court that they do have to let people buy things outside of their app store if the option is presented. So like Epic 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 Games can Epic Games can sell V-Bucks outside of the app store. It is an option that is provided. But that doesn't mean that Epic won. Epic actually lost and still has to pay millions after losing on all counts. I don't understand the legal system because they lost on all counts and have to pay millions of dollars, but then Apple has to do the thing that they were suing them for. But I'm happy because they both lost, and that's good. My The extent of my understanding of the legal system is um, me watching Better Call Saul. I was going to say they should have just gone on Judge Judy. It would have been far more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good laugh. Sorry. I don't know. Uh, that came from the depths of my chest. Um, okay. This was interesting because I like encountered this, right? Because I was watching a Twitch stream on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I want to sub to this streamer. And I tried to, and I had to like purchase sub tokens through the Apple store and then use them on the streamer. I'm like, this is so dumb. But yeah. And that I'm like wondering if change. Twitch Yeah, I was gonna say I'm wondering if Twitch will change as well and just let you be able to subscribe right from the app. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot of changes with this. This is gonna be a pretty sweeping thing, but I'm just glad yeah. they both suffer. They both deserve to suffer after all this unnecessary litigation, which it was necessary in some senses, but just of all companies to be doing it, I don't care about ep- epic uh, my body cannot say epic. Oh my god, that wasn't a joke. <laughs> I pull and epic. 
games. I cannot say Apple and Epic. I always mix them up. They both have the p- 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 sounds. I really am glad that we're making the P sounds into our microphone, which is the exact thing you're not supposed to do with microphones. <laughs> hey, I have a pop filter. P- p- Your pop filter's p- not a Han. <laughs> <laughs> you have a I pop have filter. it. I'm not using it. <laughs> it's on the floor. I think I just saw your cat playing with your pop filter. You know what? I don't. Tell me. Don't attack me. Okay. Okay, I won't. It's just the, the irony of you saying you have a pop filter, which is <laughs> factual, but the audience is going to assume that means you're using it, but you're not. <laughs> so, uh-huh. we had a big we had a big event last week. Last week. Are um, you losing your mind, too? I don't know. Which is, it's like I tried to say the word last, and it was like, last week. Like, <laughs> caught, it, like, got caught up in my nose. Good. Very weird. Um... The Sony State of Play was next was last week. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Let's it take was... a breather. We're not cutting this out. This is too good. I I'm enjoying this. Let's take a breather and pretend you didn't even say any of this. The Sony State of Play was last week. <laughs> I think it was. When was it? Monday. Thursday. Thursday. Oh yeah. Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> It was on Thursday. Oh, wait, Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday. Definitely not Monday. Maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday. It was last week. I don't think it was. Oh, wait, what? you know what? No, I think I think it was Thursday because I was <laughs> at work. I could click on this uh, article and tell you exactly what day it was in, <laughs> in an instant. Yeah, what day? Is, it was uh, six days ago, so that was Thursday. Okay, so last Thursday was Sony State of Play, mm-hmm. okay? And there was a lot of things shown. And they opened on a Knights of the Old Republic remake. Hello. Hello. Um, as a timed PlayStation 5 exclusive. No release date, but, um, you know, there it is. I was so excited when I heard that Star Wars music. And you, want, you, you know what? That's a song from The Last Jedi. Okay? That's not even old Star Wars music. That's like Star Wars music from the past 10 years. Okay? So... When I heard that music and I saw that mask, I was like, oh, my God. So I'm really excited about this. It's not EA or BioWare. Who so, is it? Do we know who it is? It's 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 I think it's called Asper. I think that's this interesting this company. Um, but they're apparently it's like from the ground up being built. So that is pretty wild. That's really I am very curious why BioWare is not involved. I mean, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty old. It's a pretty old game. Um, but how did the rights get passed from Bioware? I mean, I know Disney had their hands on it, but like, it's probably one of those things where it's like still kind of like, like the 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 title will still be on the like opening screens, but it's developed by a different studio. Right. Um, also, they're the list of games that they've made is itty bitty it's mostly I, remasters yes and then star wars republic command or is that a remaster too well that's a it's remaster like some of the same people that worked on the demon souls remake yeah it looks like they got some big name developers but the studio itself has only ever done like remasters and re-releases 
Yeah. Very interesting. I'm very excited for this. Um, this is one of the greatest RPGs of all time. So, if they mess it up, it's you know it's on site. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When's this game coming out? No release date. Wow. I really hope that's not a trend. That would be that would be really sad <laughs> if it was a trend. That'd be really sad if we didn't get any release dates. <laughs> <laughs> Um, after the Old Republic, or should I say Knights of the Old Republic? Uh, yeah, say Knights of the Old Republic, because the Old Republic is a MMO RPG. Oh, should I say KOTOR, like a real hip person? Yeah, you could say KOTOR. Okay, after Star Wars KOTOR, there were lots of other game reveals. We're going to get to all of them. Um, one game they showed was called Eve. This is a game that was revealed a little while ago, but not shown extensively until now. It is a action game, very much in the vein of Devil May Cry, Nier Automata, Bayonetta. Watching this trailer, it shares so much DNA with all of those games. And as a fan of all of those games, I was super excited. I really like the graphical style, real interesting looking. I was sad because it ended without a release date, and I really want to know. Um, but it's a PS4 and PS5 game coming in the future at some point. And it's one of those things that's kind of hard to talk about. It's just something that I do recommend watching the trailer for because it's completely bombastic and wild. Um, did you, did you have any thoughts on this one, Kelly? It was kind of like sensory overload. There's a lot going on. But <laughs> I know that's how the parasite games are. It's like aliens and gross worm things and eyeballs. And anime so yeah lots of anime slashing and particle f effects all over the screen yes it seems like really intense like i'm pumped I'm not sure I yeah i was very confused when i saw this is a ps4 game i'm like really this thing's gonna blow up ps4s <laughs> it's true <laughs> you can't be in a room with a ps4 because if you play anything on it the room will go up a will go up by like 30 degrees yeah, you just are like <laughs> yeah it's intense you know what else is intense um alan wake did you ever play alan wake no isn't it xbox wasn't it xbox exclusive uh, uh i can't remember i rented it for the xbox i think it was only on xbox 360 and i did not own one of those um uh there they announced a remaster coming out <laughs> on october 5th which is in like three weeks that's so really soon that's pretty cool um, I really like Alan Wake. I was kind of surprised. I didn't think it would get remastered just because it's kind of a game of its time. Like, it's a lot slower than a lot of, like, spooky games that come out these days. I wouldn't really call Alan Wake a spooky game. It's more like a thriller, less like a horror, but um, I would recommend it. I don't know the price point yet, so I don't think remasters should be more than... A new game, but that's just that's my yeah. I mean, they did a pretty substantial job remastering. Like they did a lot of new character models and textures and stuff. But like even then, yeah, it's still like eh. it makes I don't sense. Have that much money, yeah. That much money, okay. It makes sense to re-release it because, um, mild spoilers for Control, another Remedy game. But in the DLC for that game, they brought in Alan Wake, the character who I know nothing about because I've never played Alan Wake, but considering not many people with modern platforms have access to the game, I think it makes a lot of sense to re-release it so that people can experience that game and know what's up when it 
integrates itself into the control sequel or whatever happens. Yes. So, um, you know, it's just, yeah, that's just, it's just forespoken that way. I don't even know what forespoken means. So that transition really didn't work. I don't think it's a word. I think it's a made up word. Oh. I think it's like forsaken mixed with spoken. Like, I don't think forespoken is like an actual word. I think it's two words put together. Um, audience. I went to journalism school. Please forgive me. <laughs> please. I don't, but you guys can. Okay. Neat. Neat. So, Forspoken was announced during the original PlayStation 5 showcase event last year. Uh, it was It's made by Square Enix, headed up by <laughs> Luminous... Oh, what are you laughing at? Are you laughing it was at? Already, it was already Forspoken for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that I laughed at your joke. Okay, sorry, keep going. Okay, anyway, it's made by Luminous Productions, a team at Square Enix, the same team that made Final Fantasy XV. This game really did not look like it was going to be coming out anytime soon. It was incredible looking when it was first announced last year, but like kind of one of those things where you're like, huh, is this even like a game? Like, are you even going to release this? Uh, much to my enormous surprise, they showed it off during this PlayStation Showcase, and extensively showed off the new the combat and the visuals the environments and animations are really incredible looking and i was insanely impressed the facial animations were a little a little weird like bad but also like freaky Um, stinky and then in my opinion the most surprising thing is it is getting it got a spring 2022 release date i i just I didn't think this game was going to come out in this decade. So the fact that it's coming out in spring 2022 from the Final Fantasy 15 team that was very bad at releasing games, I was just very surprised. And then this was another thing that was weird about the event. They didn't really say anything about like development team or anything. They just said that it was by Luminous Productions. It's headed up by Amy Hennig, who led the Uncharted series, Uncharted 1 through 3, yeah, they Enorm- really buried the lead there. Yeah, she is such a big deal. Like, they should have stuck her name in the trailer somewhere. I would have been blown away. And yeah. it's also going to have Gary Witta, who's a writer in Rogue One, on Rogue One, the Star Wars film. Uh, this this the best really... Star Wars movie? Sorry? Oh, okay. Wow. I'm not have... sure who said that. This is a film opinion podcast now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we did talk about Star Wars earlier. Um. And it also has the composer from The Last of Us, and I'm just, I'm still excited. I'm very excited. All of that news is great. It's just very confusing why they left that really cool information out of the trailer and the showcase. But either way, I'm thrilled for this game. It's coming out next year in spring, which isn't that far away. I'm, again, the facial animations looked a little weird, but everything else looked super cool, super polished, super fun. I'm excited for this game. Do you have any thoughts on it? Um. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I kind of. I don't think this will be like a day one purchase for me, but I would like to see it. See the recep the reception to it. Um, because, you know, I really like the Uncharted series. I think it has some really good writing. Um, so I feel like if that's in an indication of how the writing will be in this game, I'll probably enjoy it. But, you know, we'll see. 
I'm not going to be like, oh, my God. It's forespoken. But, you know. Okay. I will be. So so we will presumably have a day one review, I think. Well, not day don't hold me to that. We'll have a review the following <laughs> oh <my> episode. <laughs> I'll play the whole, like, probably 50-hour game in one sitting. <laughs> um, so some really good news for fans <gasps> of this small indie game. Uh-huh. Actually, uh, bad news. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say good news? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five. That's right, folks. Grand Theft Auto Five for neck for this gen. So PS5 and Series X was supposed to come out in November. Um, unfortunately, it is coming out in March of 2022 now. So I'm really sorry, but you guys will have no way to play Grand Theft Auto V yeah. for the next few months. It's, no way at all. Yeah. No, there's. it's not like every current gen console is backwards compatible with the previous generation and you could just stick a disc in of a remaster of a two generations ago game or anything. Yeah, there's no way that you're going to be able to play this game. I'm no. really sorry, guys. And now you have See to you wait. In March. <laughs> Why is this remaster of a 2013 game getting delayed four months? It's probably like because Rockstar is well, stupid. It, yeah, it's probably, you know, Rockstar is kind of sneaky. It's so. probably optics. They're probably like, hey, if you release this game in March, it'll sell better. And they're like, okay, we don't care. Yeah. Everybody yeah. still has access to it. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> right. Go buy a PS4 copy. Go buy a PS3 copy for like a dollar. A dollar. One dollar. I'm just getting annoyed. I don't want to see GTA 5, a 2013 game, in a showcase for PlayStation 5 games. Yeah. It's a PlayStation 3 games. Game. Great. Do you know? Do you want to know something about a PlayStation Five game, though? Yeah, I do. Ghostwire Tokyo, upcoming mm -hmm. PlayStation Five game, PlayStation Five exclusive, published by Microsoft. Oh, that's awkward. Oh, oh, oh! Was given a trailer. It was the first preview we've actually gotten of the story so far, as well as some more gameplay. I thought this trailer was very good. I've already been excited for this game because the concept of like fighting spooky Japanese lore things, some some spooky people based on Japanese lore is really cool. But now that I've seen the story, I'm also interested in what's going on with that. The graphical style is really nice and I like it. Uh, sadly, there was no release window given for this. So we still don't know when this game's coming out. I hope soon. I'm confused. The longer this game takes to come out, the longer Microsoft's <laughs> published PlayStation game, the longer that this game takes to come out, the longer it will be that Microsoft is still publishing games on PlayStation, which is super weird. Like, this is a PlayStation exclusive made by Microsoft. I know it's Bethesda, but, like, that's the same thing now. Yeah, it's all integrated now, you know what I mean? It's It's getting to the point where it's like, it's starting to feel less and less like these exclusives really mean anything. Um, it's just weird. <laughs> I will say the trailer did look pretty baller, and I don't use that word lightly. Wow. Um, so I was pretty excited about this. I hadn't seen anything about this game. so I mean, 
like I read about it, but I had this was obviously the first trailer, so yeah, yeah, because like the last one was like a first person teaser, and then the one before that was like a weird cinematic nothing trailer. But this yeah. is the first. I feel like this is the first time we've actually seen it where it looks like a video game that will be releasing. Yeah. Um. So funny enough, we were talking about games that have been released uh, quite a few times. <sighs> Uncharted Four and Uncharted Lost Legacy are coming to the PlayStation Five and PC early next year. I thought this was very interesting because to me, when I go back and play Uncharted Four on my PlayStation Five. It still looks like a really, really good game, um, except for like maybe the frame rate. But uh, yeah, it's releasing on the PS5 and the PC early next year, so we'll see how that goes for them. Why is it not just a <laughs> patch? Because Naughty Dog wants you to suffer. They want me to suffer. They want <laughs> us all to suffer. I don't care. I'm not. I, I, I'm sorry. In what world? In what world am I like, I played Uncharted 4, and you know what? It was really fun, and I love the story, but it just didn't look good enough. <laughs> Are you kidding 4. me? Are you kidding me? Like, I'd like to play it at a higher frame rate, but I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to pay for an upgrade. That's paying, that's paying just for those extra 30 frames or whatever. It's like, I don't, I don't. I don't need this, okay? And you know what? The, the thing that I like about Uncharted, maybe this makes me weird, but it's cinematic and it's very story-based, but the cinematic, I think when you have 30 frames per second or whatever it is for console locked, it's like, it looks like a movie and that's fine. That's that's something cool about it. It doesn't have to be 60 or 120 or whatever, you know? That's just my opinion. Well, if People it is, they also shouldn't charge for it. Yeah. It's just a toggle. The PlayStation 5 could easily run the PlayStation 4 version at 60. Yeah. The f- details are pretty vague. Unless they had like intense amounts of ray tracing that took a ton of work, there's no reason. A PC I'm port to bet is they cool. Didn't. No, they probably didn't. It's literally <laughs> probably 60 FPS and 4K unlocked. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, your game from 20 what, 16? Oh, it can yeah. run at 60 FPS at 4K? Wow. 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 Wowers. You did it. Hoggers. You did it. Hog. Gosh, this, this it just, it keeps me up at night. It gives me insomnia. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the next story is, so you're laughing at the transition. But to the audience, it really sounds like you are just merciless about my insomnia. <laughs> so Insomniac announced a new Wolverine game. At the end of this conference, they did not give a release window. They simply announced that they are making it, and it is a new, maturely-themed, open-world Wolverine game coming to PlayStation 5. What were your thoughts? How would you react to this? Um, I thought it was, like, okay. I mean, I don't know. I feel like Wolverine's really been beat to death at this point. <laughs> but I guess that's how all superheroes are now. Yeah. Um, I would be interested to see, like, the gameplay. Because when I think Wolverine, I don't think, like, open world, like, I don't think he's the most, like, versatile or mobile no, no, of no. every superhero. But who knows? I mean, it could be something really interesting or it could be, like, a unique character study or... I mean, it's Insomniac. Like, I personally think, because I think Spider-Man is an overdone character as well, but the work that they did on the 
the 2018 Spider-Man game was really exceptional. I think they really know how to how to bring characters to life in a way that feels unique, even characters that have been committed to screen and text and games a thousand times already. Yeah. I will probably not play it day one, but if it goes on sale, I might play it. Right, when it comes out in 2029. <laughs> yeah. No release window on that. Nope. A game that did get a release window is Spider-Man 2, oh. which was announced. Wow. Um, it's Peter. It's Peter <laughs> and Miles, so it's, you know, Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales. And uh, the main villain is, well, the villain is Venom, which is pretty cool. But you know what's even cooler is that Venom is voiced by Tony Todd. And that's crazy because for those who don't know, Tony Todd was the original Candyman um, in the scary movie Candyman. (laughs) I'm only going to say it twice. Um, He has very deep baritone voice. So him playing Venom is like really cool and really works. Um, So and that has a release window up 2023. No specific time or day. So <laughs> don't really know when in 2023. It could be, you know, the very end of the year and it's like almost 2024, but still very cool. I'm excited about it. this. Is, this is the one thing that I was saying earlier where I was like, I don't really care about Marvel properties, but I do care about Spider-Man. So, yeah, it was a, I mean, it was a great trailer. Else. Yeah, it was really good. And 2023 is fair. Like it feels far away because it is. But like at the same time. Insomniac in the past couple years, like since 2018, which was what, three years ago, September of 2018, they put out Spider-Man, they put out the semi-sequel Spider-Man Miles Morales, they put out Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, they now are in development of a Wolverine game, and they're in development for Spider-Man 2, and they probably honestly have some other stuff in the pipeline that we don't know about. Insomniac freaking pumps games out way more impressively than every other studio that Sony owns. Right, and they're... They're, like, high-quality games as well. Oh, yeah. That's the thing with, like, this and the Wolverine game. Like, I have no worries about the games. I'm sure they'll be excellent. They really know how to bring these worlds to life. So, mm-hmm. But the only thing that frustrated me is that there were I just get a little tired of seeing the Marvel logo so much in these showcases. It's not just Sony. It's just, like, every showcase. It's, like, Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. And I'm like, I know. one or it two. It's exhausting. Honestly, And it's one. also, like... We're we're already so oversaturated with Marvel in every other aspect, TV, movies. It's like, please, let me just catch a break. Yeah, but God. No. God, I'm just going to go to war. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> that was not good. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. God of War Ragnarok was shown off at the end of this conference for the first time. Um, This was an extensive gameplay trailer. It showed Atreus, his son, a little taller, a little bit of a puberty voice going. He's a a big boy. Big boy. Um, There was no release date shown. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I was so, so, so frustrated because this game, to say that the next two years or year and a half look bare for Sony would be generous. And that's after a year of of their release schedule being bare, again, being generous. So the fact that this didn't even get like a 2022 release window. Ugh. It looks it looks kind of done, though, I will say. 
I know. Which is, but that's more confusing. Yeah. I guess the thing is, is like God of War 2018, we saw in 2016, and it looked like, it also looked done. And then there was just like this two year gap where it was like, what, what, where is it? Yeah. But that was also like a contained trailer that showed one segment of the game. And this showed a bunch of different segments. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, that's why to me, it looked, it doesn't, it didn't look like demo stuff. It looked like, the, like the game. Right. And there was, it was a long trailer too. So that's what I'm also a little bit confused about the no release date, but. And Horizon Fitted Forbidden West, I also am remembering now when that game was shown. It also kind of looked done for the first time, and it's been over a year now, or maybe just about a year, and that game's not out till next year, so I don't know. Sony's really good at making their games look finished when they're not even close, so. <laughs> they also announced that Eric Williams will now be helming the project instead of Corey Barlog. Uh, I, when I heard this news, I was like, uh-oh, but then I realized it was like, Corey Barlog is involved with announcing this. It's not like some like thing where he's like, I'm done, I'm out. Like he he passed the reins on to somebody and he's working on unannounced projects. So like it's not the worst thing in the world. The team is still competent, so it's not like they really are gonna I'm not worried, but it's still weird. I wasn't expecting that news for sure. Yeah. I think here's my crazy crackpot theory. Go for it. Hit me. I think he's working on the next God of War. Wow. Like God of War twenty twenty eight or whatever. Yeah, because I think what it, it's this because obviously God of War twenty eighteen was leading up to a sequel, right? Which is this. Right. So I think this one's also going to lead up to a sequel where maybe we explore some different mythology. Okay. Yeah, because they because said the original the original God of War is like Roman, right? It's like Roman mythology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now this is Norse, so like next maybe it could be like Egyptian. That would be really cool. Yeah, and they did state overtly that this is the last Norse God of War. Like this will be the end of that plot. So that actually, your crackpot theory has some some ground. I don't I don't know if Mister Barlog will be working on it, but no. What if he's making like I don't know something real interesting? God of War the movie. Yeah, or like <laughs> WarioWare. Oh. Hey Kelly, what game do you play this week? I played two, well, okay, so we skipped a week, so I have two games. Okay. This week, I played WarioWare Get It Together. Why not, do you want to, here's an idea. Okay. This is on the fly. Ready for this, Kelly? I think I am. Okay, so we I'm both scared. played two games in the past two weeks. Yes. One of them we share. Yes. Why don't you tell me what you've been playing, I tell okay. you what I've been playing, and then we discuss our shared game. Okay. Yeah, okay. I like that. I like that too. <laughs> what have you been playing? I play this little indie game. It's called Lake. It's available on Steam for $20. Dal hairs. Um, so in the <laughs> game it says... <laughs> sorry, it's like not funny. <laughs> I'm laughing, so it must be funny. Um, so the game is set in like the late 80s and you play a character who works in like a corporate lifestyle and she moves back to her parents little tiny lake town and is there for like two weeks and gets a job as a mail carrier um so basically the entire game is just you driving around in your mail truck and delivering packages and letters and then you can go home and you can like read or watch tv or like you can go hang out with friends um there's two romanceable characters uh, a woman and a man and 
Um, it's really, it's a very relaxing game. Um, I have like, I don't want to say gripes because they're not that serious, but it was pretty buggy. Um, I know it's an indie game, like the team was really, really small. It's not even like a studio. It's just like a group of people. Um, it was pretty buggy. I encountered like a lot of bugs in my playthrough. And I also kind of felt like, what's the word I'm looking for? It wasn't tedious per se, but I wish that there were like a little more, because there's like certain events that happen in the game and little like side quests and stuff like that. I kind of wish there were more because I was like pretty much done with the first week and I was like, okay, it was fun and it was relaxing and it's a fun game to play to relax. But to be honest, there are other games to me, that fulfill that relaxation quota that are a lot more fun to play just because they they can keep my attention a little bit more. That being said, this was a fun game. I did enjoy it. Um, I think I played for like four or five hours. I never finished it. Um, but the music was good, and it and it was beautiful to look at. Do you think it's but, maybe one of those games where you like add it to your wish list and wait for a Steam sale? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's always good to support indie designers and developers. Yeah. Um. So, and twenty dollars. I mean, that's not a whole lot of money to me. I can understand, you know, maybe not wanting to spend twenty dollars on a game that you know you're only going to play for like ten hours, but. Um, Maybe less than 10 hours, maybe like eight. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. It might be some people's jam. Some people might be really bored with it after an hour. If you're really into like high octane action games, you probably won't play this game and you probably won't like it. And that's fine. Um, but I enjoyed it. It was quite cozy. We like a cozy game. I love a good cozy game. Love a cozy game. If it came out in like October when it was a little bit colder out. Oh, if, prime. I feel like. This game really, I know it's coming to the Switch later, but I feel like it really flubbed it when it was just for Steam. I feel like it yeah. should have been on the Switch as well. That's like the ultimate like cozy console, but I know it's coming later, so. It's still a fair, it's still a fair thing to say. Yeah, so that's what I played. Mm-hmm. Andrew? Well, you're talking about high-octane action games. I played the highest octane action game. Mm -hmm. Katamari Damashi. That's the song. Right? Yeah, no, I really like your rendition and I really hope everybody goes and looks it up and is like, wow, that sucked. Kelly's version was <laughs> so good. It ruined it for me. It ruined it. That's a great game. Oh yeah, so I I played the Switch port. I've played it before, but I decided last week, um, I guess that's two weeks ago now, I was like, I want a comfort game, and Katamari always makes me feel good. It is a game where you play as a little old green boy, the Ooh. prince, and you have a little ball in front of you, and then you roll that ball into things, and if those things are smaller than your ball, they stick to the ball and make it bigger, and then your ball gets bigger, and then you can roll up bigger things. And then your ball gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then your ball turns into a star. 
Spoilers. That's what? That's the opening premise. <laughs> That's what he does. <laughs> he says it in the opening. Um, mm-hmm. Well, not the opening movie. The opening movie is just pure drugs. If you haven't seen the Katamari Damashi, uh, which is... How do I spell this? Should I spell it? K-A-T-A-R-I-D-A-M. No. What did I say? R-I. Wait. K-A-T-A-M-A-R-I. <laughs> I forgot the M. K-A-T-A-M-A-R-I. K-A-T-A-M-A-C-Y. I just said, I just left off the M. The absolutely essential M. It's pretty essential, I won't lie. Katamari Damashi. Look it up on YouTube. Uh, watch the opening if you haven't seen it before and go, wow. What is wrong with Andrew? Um, whoa. Whoa. And then uh, I recommend playing it. It's always on sale. It's pretty cheap. Um, I went out and found a physical copy when it came out because I was like, oh, this is going to be hard to find. And then like, I haven't seen it since then, but I didn't bother looking up if it's hard to find. I just really wanted it physical because it's cute. Um, I really recommend it. It made me feel very good about myself. I love Katamari so much. We love Katamari. That's a game. But... Yeah. yeah, and and to keep up the weird vibes, I played another game, which Kelly and I both played. Why don't you let the audience know, even though I'm fairly certain you said it a little bit earlier, but oh well. <laughs> we played Wario. We didn't play it together, but we played WarioWare Get It Together. <laughs> yeah, not together, though. Let's be That's clear it. here. We did not play this game together. We did not get it together. No, we did not get together to get it together. I played the two-player co-op version the part, the story mode. Uh huh. I never finished it, but we had a lot of fun. Uh huh. Um. I. I mean, to me. Mm-hmm. It was not quite as weird as the original WarioWare. Yeah. It. The fact that it had like a guided story mode. Yeah, a little bit. Made it feel more catered, you know. Yeah, which I get it. It's twenty twenty one. There's a whole new generation of people since the last WarioWare game. Yeah. Um, I still had a lot of fun. I really liked the micro games. Oh, yeah, it was good. I really, really did you, good stuff. So the whole gimmick of this game is that there are micro games, just like in all other WarioWare games, but you play each micro game as a randomly assigned character. So there's like Wario, there's Ninevolt, there's a bunch of different characters from WarioWare. I'm not going to name them all because there's a bunch. Um and you play them with different characters, which makes it so you have to approach each micro game differently based on who you're playing as. I thought that was a really clever way of giving these micro games a lot more life, you know, making them more interesting to replay. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I do. I re- I, and you know what? It It's nice to be able to, like, even though you're playing as different characters before each, like, level, you get to pick like from a pool of characters. So like in the in the like fourth level you maybe get to pick like three different characters and then it'll just like assign them randomly. Um my favorite was I, I can't remember his name. He's a little blue robot. Maybe his name is Mac. Do you remember? Mike. Mike. Oh my god. Mike was my favorite. Yeah, he's funny. He's also pew 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 pew. Yes. Ugh. Mike was my favorite. He's a little blue robot. You can go up and down, side to side. Absolutely perfect. My favorite was Jimmy T. Oh, yeah. But Jimmy T is just my favorite character in any fiction ever. Yeah, he's like, the, when I think of WarioWare, I think of like Jimmy T. I am 
I do have to express my enormously large complaint about this game. Just one. Uh, uh-huh. They changed the voice of Jimmy T. He used to have this wonderful, deep baritone voice. Just like, I'm not going to do an imitation because my voice isn't that low. I got a pretty high voice, <laughs> you know. But they did this wonderful low voice. And then in this one, they, they got a new voice actor. And he does, I mean, he does, he does a perfectly functional job, but I miss my Jimmy T so much. Hashtag not my Jimmy T. Hashtag I miss when Jimmy T was dancing with cats and saying, oh yeah, <laughs> like a freaking Kool-Aid man, but much hotter with a big blue afro. <laughs> I, um, I actually do have like a legitimate complaint with this game. Okay. There's no like online mode. I know. Well, there. So like, there's like. So they announced that there was like an online mode, and I was like, "Oh wow!" And then I got it, and it's just ranked mode. So you just play solo, and then it's like, "Okay, your high score's been uploaded." I'm like, "That's not yeah. online, Nintendo. It's 2021." Like, I should be able to play WarioWare with you. That was what I was planning to do. And yet, Nintendo's so so bad about that online stuff. It's like insane. And the criticism. How are you this bad at it in 2021? (laughs) Seriously, and this would have been so goofy and fun to play online. And it's like not a technically demanding game. It's a couple little little flat models running around, going like, you know, like that's fine. I I mean, I simplified it a little bit, I think, but like, uh, there's no reason for there not to be online options because they have a bunch of multiplayer mini games that you can't play alone once you beat the main campaign, which. I'll give my campaign thoughts in a second because I'm realizing I didn't even say those. But once you finish the campaign, you unlock the quote-unquote online mode, which is just like a ranked mode that's just like a speed round of a bunch of micro games. And then there's like a bunch of other mini games that aren't part of the micro games, which is great. But a bunch of them you need two-player minimums. And I'm like, okay, I played this game briefly with a couple people, but but at that point I hadn't unlocked these games so I didn't get to try them and I pr- I really want to try them at some point next time I'm in a room with somebody who's willing to play WarioWare with me uh, please somebody come play WarioWare with me <laughs> please <laughs> I, I'm so alone <laughs> I definitely <laughs> will play these though um but it's annoying that I couldn't just be like hey Kelly top online let's let's uh, hit the beach ball around in this in this mini game you know yeah so um, but I I did like the campaign. I thought the story was a little like. Uh, I mean, it, it wasn't necessary, but I I I half liked that it was catered. You know, it felt nice to be like progressing, and you were playing new micro games for some semblance of a reason. And it didn't take up enough time that I was like, "Dang, this stupid story is too long." Like it was stupid, but it was really quick. And also, like I do think the characters are cute and charming enough that like I didn't really care that the story was stupid. And it didn't stay around long enough. Like, I finished the story, the entire campaign, in uh, about four hours. And, you know, I was happy. It There's some really cute little reveals at the end. If you are a WarioWare fan, there's some characters you might not expect, but also you probably maybe should expect. But they're not on the box, so therefore, why would you expect them? Yeah, I liked how each level had, like, a theme. Like, I really liked... The Nintendo level. Oh, that was really good. Oh, okay. They really got me with that one. So listen, I can't. I'm not going to spoil any of the micro games because it's like half the fun is just watching them happen. But 
Kelly, Kelly, we need to give me credit. We need to give me so much credit. Yes. Because I said on this program, I don't know when, I'm not going to go back and listen to every episode just to find the one comment, but I made a comment that they needed a micro game in WarioWare where you compliment Claude from Fire Emblem Three Houses. (laughs) I said this just because I wanted it, and guess what's in the game? A micro game where you compliment Claude from Fire Emblem Three Houses. I called it. I called it. I'm so proud you of myself. You did call it. You did call it. What do I get? Do I get a... I don't get anything, do I? You get a pat on the back from Kelly. Kelly, we're not in the same room. You can't do that. Okay, well, next time I see you, I'll pat you on the back. Never okay? again. I'm too... <laughs> I'm too mad... That they changed Jimmy T's voice actor. And also, you know what else I'm mad about? Hmm. All the chips at Giant Eagle that they just ignore. That they pretend. I'm sorry. I just I just remembered that. Anything but the chips. That just... <laughs> you could probably put a cheese nip in there. Oh, they don't make cheese nips anymore. They just make cheese its. <laughs> cheese nips were gross. I preferred them. Well... You're insane. Listen, cheese nips just tasted like goldfish in the shape of a square. And I'm like, <laughs> why? You have goldfish and you have cheese. It's why do you need one where it's cheese nips that are just square goldfish? That's a good question. I don't know the answer. Um, so a new PlayStation 5 firmware update is out that allows you to use SSDs. I recommend you open it up, pour a bunch of cheese its in it, and then close your console. Just see what happens. I don't recommend that. I am not legally responsible for... Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew is not responsible for damage created on your PlayStation 5 due to putting Giant Eagle purchase chips inside your console. Right. Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew is also not responsible for extreme amounts of happiness while listening to the show. Oh, wait. We are responsible for your happiness. Aww. This. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, Kelly. That was that was another week. We we took a week off and I was like, dang, there was not that much news last week. I guess we're probably gonna have a very light episode when we come back. And then Sony was like, ha. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Uh and then I played WarioWare and then you played WarioWare and then I played uh Katamari and then you played Rain Lake. <laughs> what is rain? No, you said rain, and I was just like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love how ready you were for me to be wrong as well. You were just like, yep, no, <laughs> yep, 100%. So, thank you everybody for listening. This has been another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. Uh, oh, we talk about video games. Um, I forgot to say that at the beginning of the episode. Ah, oh, crap. Well, I'm really sorry if you listened this whole time wondering what we were going to be talking about today. <laughs> Got to run it back. <laughs> yeah, I was just, all right, well, uh, hang on. Uh, hey, Dave? Dave. Dave. Roll it back. We're going to start over. All right, thanks, Tim. No, no, Jimmy, we're good.
Paula, we don't need that. No, the carpet is fine. Okay, um, so uh, our engineers are having a little... Listen, this, this is some behind-the-scenes stuff. Just ignore us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. We'll see you next week. Bye.